So a very wise man said that the main thing God gets out of your life is the person you become. And that's also the main thing that you get out of your life. And that's what we're focusing on together these days at Become New. And I'm particularly excited about today because I get to introduce you to uh, a kind of a new friend. Roger Brotherton is at Lincoln University in England. I met him at a temple gathering not too long ago called Psychology for Ministry. And uh, Roger is a quite brilliant uh, psychologist, researcher. He's also a follower of Jesus. He consults with people in the marketplace, so he lives in that world as well. He's a terrific writer. He is a really funny guy. Um, Roger, thank you so much for joining me and meet everybody at Become New. It's so lovely to be here, John. I, I fear with that introduction that I'm bound to be disappointment, but I'll try. I'll try to live up to what you've just said. <laughs> well, uh, Roger was asking when we were just connecting, are his proportions all okay? And I've never had anybody ask that questions before, and I think your proportions are terrific, so you should feel wonderful. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, Sounds good. Uh, it felt to me like when we met, Roger, it was just kind of meeting a kindred spirit, uh, because those questions that seem so important are the ones that you really devoting your life to. How does change happen? Why is change difficult? Um, where does God and faith fit into all of that? And I was particularly intrigued by that because of the discipline that you're involved in. Usually, I think for a lot of people, when we think about psychologists or going to see a therapist, we think about uh, I'm anxious or I feel depressed or I'm having this problem in my relationship or I have obsessive thoughts and uh, I need to have my defects removed. Um, most people don't think of psychologists a lot as dealing really with issues of character or virtue or becoming a more loving person. And so I, I'd love for you to talk with people about how you got drawn into that. How do you think about that? And let's see if we can give folks help on how do you actually grow in that way? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a great question, John. And I have to say, so, I, so I'm a clinical psychologist. And interestingly, my early work was based on trauma. So actually, all the, the sort of first 15 years of my professional life, I was working in the National Health Service, as we have it here in the UK. I was working in a trauma service, and most of my clients were sort of diagnosed with a variety of personality disorders, and many of them would have been chronically suicidal and self-harming. So the really sort of tough end of mental health work, really, and, and the sort of end where, um, it, 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 you know, sometimes I'd go home on a Friday and not know whether some of my clients were going to be alive on the Monday. That happened to wow. me more than once, and so very extreme. Um and interestingly, what I found during that time is that I found over a while that the conversation I was asking, that, that, well, the question, if you like, that I was asking myself about people started to change. So it went from what's wrong with this person, which, which is a fine question to ask. It's fine. That's clinical psychology. That's what it does. I have um, people who ask that question about me all the time. <laughs> Well, this, this is what people assume clinical psychologists do, is, you know, that yeah. as I'm talking to you, there's these cogs whirring behind my eyes, and I'm mm. trying to work out what went wrong with your relationship <laughs> with your mother, John. Um, I mean, it was bad, but we won't go into that right now. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but but I, I did find that the question changed, and the question changed into, what is this person missing? Mm. You know, what what is the wisdom they don't have? What's the compassion? Mm. 
that they missed? What's the self-regulation that they've struggled to find? What's the level of forgiveness that, that would have really helped them? Uh, where could they be more creative? Where could they make better decisions? So on and so forth. Th those kind of questions started posing for me. I, and then what I discovered really is that there's an entire field of psychology devoted to that. Um, the, the overall discipline usually is called positive psychology, but for me, it, it's the particular sort of foundation of that positive psychology, that study of what's good in people is called character strengths and virtues. So mm -hmm. for the last decade or so, really, I've dedicated myself to, um, you know, what, what, what is good? How do we define that really, really well? Um, when we live by those things, what does it do for us? You know, how, how does it affect mm -hmm. us? Do, does it lead to better well-being? Does it lead to a flourishing life? And then thirdly, what can we do that can evidence definite increases in wisdom, love, kindness, gratitude, hope? You know, what, what are the, what's the actual science behind that? So that's the field I've ended up with, really, which I, I, I would view as the study of positive qualities of character. What are they? What do they do for us? How do we develop them? What what I love about that shift is it seems to me like it introduces hope into the equation. Yeah. Um, what went wrong? I'm just left with even if you can answer that question, may not be real helpful. Um, <laughs> but uh, what is this person missing? Says that there is uh, there is help out there, and it is beyond me. So it's not about self help, but there is help, and if there's help, there is hope. Um, so as I and the folks that are part of our little online community are thinking about how do I move towards that right kind of life, uh, you know, and, and to being characterized by love and joy and hope and so on, what do you find helpful for people when you're working with folks? How do you, or, or somebody's listening right now and says, I'd like to discover and move towards what I'm missing What's what's particularly helpful? Yeah, that's great. I, I mean, I I'd actually start probably with a slightly different question. So my question would be, what's already present, even mm. if it's present in a very slight, minor degree? Um, what what's there already? So I don't know if you've ever found yourself in a situation where you're, let's say, you're scared or you're fearful, you're about to face a conversation you don't want to have, or you've got to take a step that you don't really want to take, or you've you've sensed a calling that's going to take you somewhere you don't want to go. You know, we all have those moments of sort of fear and intimidation. And the worst thing we can do in those moments is go, where's my courage gone? I need to be brave. <laughs> um, and what's much more positive is to ask ourselves the question, when was I last brave? When did I last confront something that was really tough and what happened then? And how can I do it again? Um, it, and I, I actually think that's very often for most of us as Christians, it's a, it's a godly question as well. It's like, when did God last assist me? When did God last resource me? When did I feel the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that took me somewhere, did, did something through me I thought I couldn't do? And that sort of lifts our sense of possibility and of faith and of hope, and maybe that could happen again. So I, so I think the first thing I would say is, um, what's there already? And then the moment we start asking that question, so, so the approach to, to character that I use is, um, is derived from something called the Via Inventory of Strengths, which um, is basically a list of 24 character strengths that we can develop. 
it's it's not perfect, but it's a really, really good set of lenses to view what's positive in us, what works for us, um, and it includes many of the qualities such as gratitude, wisdom, creativity, hope. Um, faith is called spirituality in there, but I tend to call it faith. It includes persistence. So many of the kind of Christian virtues we would think of are in, in the Veer inventory of strengths. And the moment you start asking, you know, what's what, what's good in me? The question you're really asking is, who are you at core? What are those good seedlings of goodness that God has put in you that make you a unique contribution to the world? And how do you think about growing them, bringing attention to them, spotting them, being aware of them, and then using them in some way that sort of benefits you and the world? Because when we contribute to the well-being of the world, we also contribute to our own well-being at the same time. Uh, That's where I, I love think. that. So for everybody listening today, um, two thoughts from Scripture that you might take with you. Uh, I love that idea that God has planted seeds in us. And it brings to mind the story that Jesus tells about a sower went to sow some seed. And ultimately, of course, that was Jesus in that day. That is God. And God has already done that in you. That seed is already there through his word he has placed in you. So identify some area where you're struggling today, where you're afraid, um, where you find yourself being greedy, um, uh, uh, where you're struggling with um, anger with another person, and then look back and say, where has God been at work in my life before, where I was facing the same problem previously, and then I found a thought, um, uh, a choice, a decision, a resource. Where, where have I seen that in my life before? Where is that seed present? And then the other thought from Scripture is that story of Jacob, who is a really interesting study in character. Uh, you know, his old name was the deceiver, the grabber, and actually his name gets changed to reflect a change that is taking place gradually with his character. And he has that wonderful moment when uh, he is given this vision of the presence of God with him. And his comment on it is, surely God was present in this place and I didn't know it. And so that idea that God is present, God is always present, but often I'm not aware of it. So take the time today to look back and say, where has God been present in my life in a struggle, in a need, in confusion? And how can I learn from what happened before that God is present here now? Roger, this is great. Would, would you come on and talk some more sometime? I'd love to, yeah. Thank you. Hey, it's Tim. I'm the producer here at Become New. I wanted to let you know, if you'd like more resources or teaching from John, you can find it at our website, becomenew.com. Also, if you'd like to receive a text alert or the daily email that goes along with each video, let us know at becomenew.com subscribe. Lastly, if you need prayer, we'd love to pray for you. There's a group of us who meet each weekday, Monday through Friday, to pray over requests that are sent in from listeners. And so you can text us your prayer requests at the number 855-888-0444. We'll catch you next time.